Sago, welcome to the podcast series, Sacred Teachings. I'm Ginny Doctor of the Mohawk Turtle Clan. The first series will explore the meaning and importance of the natural world to the first peoples of this land. It is our responsibility to live in harmony and balance with all of creation. In this time when young people across the globe are calling out for justice and for all of us to stop destroying our natural world, we offer to you some wisdom and reflections to inform and inspire the way forward. This is Sacred Teaching, Wisdom of the Land. I spent 18 years in Alaska, and a large portion of that time was spent on the Yukon River in a remote village called Tanana. And during my time there, I witnessed a lot of change just in that time. And when I first went there, it was in the um, winter of 1993. And we, had, we experienced a cold snap where it got to be 70 degrees below zero. And it was like that for about two weeks. But in order to survive, you had to respect the weather and you had to dress right to go out and do the things that you needed to do in order to live. Because if I didn't go out and haul my water and chop my wood, I wasn't gonna make it. And I had a friend uh, who would come just about every day to check on me. I think he was checking on me just to make sure I was still alive in that cold because I had not lived in that kind of cold before. And, and he would sit there and drink coffee with me and tell me stories about how it used to get even colder than that and stay colder longer than that because that's what, that's what the people needed and that was part of their life and that if we respected it, we could live in it. And since then, there has not, that temperature has not been that low that I know of. I think last year it may have gotten down to 50 below, but not to 70 below. So, and that's a result of the climate change that's impacting the people and impacting the way things get done and impacting also the animals and every other creature that has to live upon that land there in, in uh, the subarctic. So when we think about the land, we have to have a respect for it, the land and for all of the creatures that live upon that land. And there was a time when I was sitting with my grandfather because he was dying. And it was a difficult time for me because I, I didn't want to see him go, but I knew he had to go. And I remember when he was actually in his last breath, I looked into his eyes and it, it, there was a green, kind of a green appearance to his eyes. And I knew it was time 
And yes, he closed his eyes and took his last breath. And that was very sad for me, but it was also a good time for me too, because I knew he was going someplace that was good. And so that, and, and my grandpa was a very spiritual, traditional person. He knew all the songs and all the dances, and he knew how to take care of things. He knew how to respect things. He knew what needed to be done. And a lot of people looked up to him because he had that spiritual quality about him that not too many people have. And so when he died, there was a great void in the community because he was a leader of many ceremonies that our people did to honor and give thanks for everything that the Creator had given to us. So it was a sad time for the community as well. But anyway, I'm going to move forward now to being again on the Yukon River. And we were at a camp on an island 16 miles from Tanana. And we were doing what's called a spirit camp for young people. And I was one of the volunteer counselors for that time. And two times we had a bear scare. There were bears. There was a big bear, big brown bear around the camp. And we were on an island, but the, the bear could swim, so the bear came and was hungry and was looking for fish because we were cutting fish. And so the third time the bear came, the word went out, shoot to kill. So there were several people who were called gunners and they had uh, guns to protect the camp. And they ended up shooting the bear. Well, actually, they wounded it, and the bear went back across the river. And I, and I was standing there looking at the bear, and I felt really, really bad because uh, the bear was my grandpa's clan, and so it felt very, very personal to me. And so this bear was clinging to a tree, had climbed a tree, and I had binoculars. Someone gave me binoculars and said, look. And when I looked at the bear, the bear's eyes were the same color as my grandpa's eyes when he died. And I said, this bear isn't gonna make it. But the people went across the river and they shot the bear. And they brought the bear back and they salvaged what they could for um, food and for the hide, and and I felt bad, and, and my friend up there knew I was feeling bad about it, and I told her why, why I was feeling bad. I told her about my grandpa being Bear Clan and, and how, you know, I needed to respect that. And so later on she came to me and she had something in her hand and she held out her hand and she said, here, and I said, what is it? And she said, open your hand. And I opened my hand and she put a bear claw in there from that bear. And that was a reminder to me of my grandpa and his strength and of the way he fought, fought to protect the land and everything that was on it. And that's what we need to do. If we are going to fight climate change, we need to have respect for every living creature. And if, if that bear had not been hungry, if that bear had fish, he would not have bothered us.
but because of the change in the climate, the change in the river, that bear could not eat the fish that we had because we caught fish way upriver and brought it back down to camp because the water was colder up there. But where that bear was, there were no fish. So those things, and, and, and these things are important to, to the balance that we strive to be. And then shortly after my grandfather died, um, I was really concerned about what we do to protect Mother Earth and how we, and how we act and what we do and all of the things that we've done wrong. I was really concerned about how do we go about correcting that. So when I feel like that, I turn to pen and pencil and I wrote this little, I call it a message from Mother Earth. Listen as I tell you, Sister Corn is powerful. She has flourished, but her time is coming to end. If you look at her and see that she is not full, you will know the meaning of the words I speak. For if there are kernels missing from the top of her body, my end is soon to follow. What am I if I cannot grow corn? My children are lost and I must fade to a time forgotten. As I look around, I can see that you have been given much. I hope that the gifts will be forever thankful. Be wise as you live on me. You are only upon me for a short visit. Let me rest for a while. Stop speeding across my breasts, my valleys, my limbs my open roots. Climb into me and slow down. Smell me. Hear me. And all the time it took for me to be, I must wonder why, and in so few, that I must look at degradation. I am your Mother Earth, but yet I am scorned, not thought of when you dump artificial waste that will never be mine. I have been here for a long time, why must you treat me in this manner? Have you no respect for your elders? You see, it's easy because I'm fat. I can take it. But as you sit here, the air is not right. My soil ex exhales poison. My water is acid. And my daughters, the three sisters, as named by our creator, for the Unkwehue cannot grow to their fullest. I must give you something you will never have any other place. Help me to sing forever in the key of C sharp. Let me be for many, seven generations to come. I am your Mother Earth. And the reference to the key of C sharp is because there were some scientists who somehow measured the, the Earth um, when it spins, it, it spins in the key of C-sharp. That's what I was told, and, and I, I like the key of C-sharp, so that's why I put that in there. So for me, it's um, climate change and all of the poisons we put into the air and to our rivers have had a direct impact on, on who I am and, and the generations to come if we don't start cleaning it up. I mean, when you turn around and you look at it, you know, the ice caps are melting. 
Uh, the permafrost is melting, the glaciers are melting, and the waters are becoming warmer. Now I see why corn is telling us what corn is telling us. Thank you.